0: Welcome to the Armada Podcast with your host, Kalorn.
1: You know what I have to say to you, Taser?
2: You can't handle the truth!
1: <laughs> the garb is shit. End of story.
2: Fox Omega. Entire catalog of podcasts that we've recorded, so uh, go listen to the 3,000 minutes of podcasting and then you'll understand why I rate you do. And now... The Armada Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Christmas episode of the Armada Podcast. We're a little early, but we decided to bring a pretty big gift to the listeners. We're doing a full commander ranking breakdown. You heard that for the next... God, we hope it ends uh, at some point tonight. But for the next X amount of time, we're going to be ranking our top commanders from lowest number thirty-eight all the way to number one. With us today, though, are some exciting guests. Uh, we have uh, recent Pax U winner and ninth place. I'm sorry, eleventh place at Worlds. Truthiness. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. We have actual ninth place at Worlds and recent Worlds ticket winner for 2024, Outbound Flight. Colin, how are you?
3: Wonderful. Thank you.
2: Fantastic. And we have our uh, one. What was the name of the tournament that you just won, Taserface? Um, I, I forgot the name of it. What was it?
4: Uh I don't
3: know what we called it, Colin.
4: Paragon I just know I you, Paragon so. City
2: Store Championship. We didn't get to play,
3: okay? Disclaimer. It was only three rounds, so we don't really know who won. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That sounds like excuses to me.
2: i about to say it kind of sounds like Taserface won, but um, but we have Taserface on the episode. A huge giant pedi- competitive pedigree here today to talk through the real pressing questions of who is the best commander, who is the worst. And who just doesn't understand how this game works and has just the most wacky opinions about Commanders? Um, speaking oh, of which, Kellorn is here as well. What's up, Kellorn? How you doing?
1: Oh, not too bad. I uh, was doing all right in the, uh, the Texas Series Championship until I ran face first into Jason Healy, and that didn't end well.
2: That was, uh, that was a crazy match. Um. All right. So the first thing I would thing also like
1: to point out that right. I have a a, a world's chi- a ticket too, and you don't. So,
0: ow wow. Savage. Should we just dedicate wow. this whole episode to Juliet Whiskey and just call this hot Good take five right. hundred?
2: Wow, wow. All all I'm going to say is all of us can see the document I've created, and there is one person who disagrees the least with some of the highest competitive players in the world and, and the, it's the person talking right now. So I'm just saying, maybe I've got a thing or two to say about how our motto works. Anyways. You're that's basic. pretty, that's you're pretty basic. brutal. That's what that means.
4: That's pretty
0: brutal against Colin.
2: I'm basic. It might mean you're that basic. actually.
0: You're basic.
2: Yeah. It could mean a lot of things. Um, anyways. All right, Eleanor, calm down over there. So what we're doing, so the, the way that I approach this, I'll start uh, just to kind of explain my thought processes and then we'll kind of go down the line here but um in creating this ranking it's kind of difficult like there's a lot of action in the middle um even ranking like the top few it comes down to playstyle to a degree but the way i did this is i ranked all the commanders in my mind in their own faction so i had like four lists going so i knew okay these are the the best commanders in my mind for each of these factions and then i picked the one out of the top of those lists that I thought was like next in line. So, okay, I'm going to pick number one out of these tops. And then now I've got a new top in that faction. And now those four compete kind of a thing. Like, like, you know, price is right. Where like, you know, one person comes in and then, you know, they go do the thing and then now you've got a new set, but you know, you've got a new guy in there. That's how I did it. So, um, came, it came up with some wacky results. I, in my mind, but it's, I stand by my results. So, Kellorn, how did you do this uh, other than just throwing a dart against the wall?
1: <laughs> Sometimes felt that way in like the middle portion, but uh, I I decided to come up with this in t- like kind of tiers. And so I said, I I consider there to be like five S tier commanders, five A tier commanders. And then I looked at like the worst of the bunch. The, so then basically the, the bottom bunch, I said an F. And the ones in the middle, I just kind of evaluated one at a time and said, okay, this one and then this one and this one. And then I looked at the whole list and kind of moved some things around. But I really wanted to consider the top and the bottom pretty thoroughly before I got to the middle, because I feel like the middle, there's not a lot of differentiation. Truth is,
2: how'd you go about doing this?
0: Not terribly much different than Killorn. I just kind of put mine in general tier buckets, you know, the usual A through F and then just kind of started tweaking around within it. I think I moved a couple up a tier. Maybe, did I move anybody down a tier? Not really. So I just kind of put them in mental buckets to organize my thoughts and then just move them around. Bueller. Bueller. Fox probably, right. probably
1: forgot to un- unmute himself.
2: I did, yeah. Outbound, how'd you do this? Mueller, Bueller. Did you remute yourself? <laughs> What's happening? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. So Outbound, why don't you go, uh, go ahead and go next?
3: All right. I just want to put a disclaimer out there. I don't want people to feel like, you know, if we if we poo poo on your favorite commander that, you know, it's a personal attack on you or anything. I want you to know that it's a personal attack on you and and your armada choices. So, you know, with that said, um, (laughs)
0: uh, uh, (laughs) with that said,
3: uh, so the way nice I did fighting it,
0: words, Colin, <laughs> and I got your back.
3: <laughs> All right, let's do it. So uh, the way I did it is uh, I, especially for the top and the bottom, um, I looked at commanders that always have an upside commanders that have very few downsides or very few bad matches in the meta. And then for the, for the lower ranked commanders, um, they either have like a serious issue with their timing um, or, or they've got really bad stuff going on for them in the meta. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that specifically for, for one commander. But uh, that was kind of how the top and the bottom got put out for me. And then for the top commanders, I thought, who do I just get that like dreadful feeling when I see them across from my favorite lists at a tournament? And that's kind of how I, I broke them down um, for the top.
1: Alrighty, and then last but certainly
4: not least, Taser, what do you got?
3: Uh, I did mostly like you in truthiness.
4: I just kind of raw ranked him off the top and then went back through line by line. Uh, My biggest uh, mistake was ranking Tarkin twice as if he was Garkin, so I had to go back in and move Admiral Tarkin, or Grand Moff Tarkin, excuse me, down to where he belongs, but uh, other than that, pretty much the same as everybody else, it seems. Hello. Welcome back.
2: Been here the whole time. Uh, okay. Well, that is uh, the interact macamation, macamations, machinamations, McDonald's,
0: machinations, macadamia That's
2: that's a good word. I'm
0: good for that right now.
2: Um, there's
0: definitely
1: some strategery
0: going on.
2: There's uh, of how we created these lists. So we're going to start off right off the bat. So here's how this is going to work, crowd. Um, I have a timer and uh, our lovely contestants here have 2 minutes to defend their choices. I have created a sheet in front of them and we might like share the sheet. I'm going to delete a couple of things because I put some um put some smack talk in here. But uh but we might share the sheet so you guys can kind of see what we're looking at, but um I highlighted the person who ranked the commander the highest on their own personal ranking and the person who rated them the lowest on their personal ranking. Those two individuals Get to ha- oh my god! Get to hash it out, and we get to ultimately decide uh, where where they land. But they got two minutes. We're not going to spend a ridiculous amount of time. We got we don't have enough time to do that. So, without further ado, uh, ranked thirty eighth collectively across all of us. So this, the, these rankings that we're going to go through are aggregate. So I I averaged everybody's together. The thirty eighth commander, the absolute worst commander in the game, as agreed upon by all five of us. Is Draven? Um, anyone have anything to say about this? Because this is we—it's kind of like a called it type thing. Like this, just he's not painting out the way that anyone expected.
3: Draven's timing is awful. It's Any it's like questions? it's like wiping before you poop. It don't make sense. Okay, it's just yep. he. You get to he only works if your opponent resolves a command. It's just it the
2: timing of it is is way too off. All right, that's yeah, that's that's. I think that's all we need. <laughs> Excellent metaphor. Um, Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on uh, to number 37. Um, And I have some explaining to do here. That's Tag. I rated him 32nd on my list. Everyone else rated him uh, much lower. And honestly, I think it just has a lot to do with his potential. Like, I don't know. It's one of those things where I really want him to be better and he just isn't. And um, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Genuinely, I feel
4: the same, but I've got him down as second to like second to worst because most of the time after I've spent out my defense tokens, I'm more concerned about running away than getting them back. And I haven't really figured out how to offensively use him other than, I guess, TRC Architons. But like, even then... The, going back to timing, same thing with Draven. Like the Timing windows for engagement can get messed up so easily by your opponent. He just kind of doesn't work for me.
2: Yeah, and we just really haven't seen, uh, other than rolled in uh, the Vassal World Cup, uh, we just really haven't seen anybody kind of take him and run with him. So it's all right. Number 37 is Palpatine. And we have our first kind of more serious disagreement. Uh, Outbound Flight rated Palpatine as 30 in their list and Kellorn rated Palpatine as the worst commander in the game. Outbound Flight, uh, explain yourself. Uh
3: Palpatine has a couple of good matches. The problem with Palpatine is is timing windows. And, you know, if he worked through a whole round and not just during the spend defense token step, I think he'd be worth his points, but he's expensive. I think that there's commanders that are worse than him, but, but um, yeah, he's just, his timing is bad.
1: My problem here with, and why I ranked Palpatine lowest is that he's so expensive, so difficult to use. You don't, the amount of benefit that you get out of him, you know, like he's so easy to avoid if you just don't spend the token that turn. And I don't know, like it, it, for me, it's just like the points are just what absolutely kills him. If he was like 10 points cheaper, like, I feel like he would be a viable commander, but he's just not at 35 points.
2: Agreed. Excellent timing, gentlemen. All right. Next commander up at 35, we have Constantine. And there's been some recent controversy with this commander uh, because of a singular individual. But uh, truthiness, you rated him 30 on your list. What do you have to say about him? What's a redeeming quality here?
0: Well, I think you alluded to it. Louis Andre proved it can work. Um not saying that he's fantastic. And I, I had to go back to my list and look who I ranked him over. He's right in that, you know, subpar commander range where I have a lot of folks. But, I mean, one guy's kind of proven it can work. Um, Unlike what I can say for a lot of the other commanders down at this part of the list. Yeah, similar to you, I've got him in
4: the the same bin, basically, as Palpatine and Draven um, and Tag. Like, I I just, I know Louis had success with it. I think that's more player than commander. Uh, I don't think the commander's good and I don't think, um, he's super intuitive to use and get a lot out of. Um, and uh, for me, at least I don't see ways for me to get 10 ones with him, maybe seven fours, but very rarely 10 ones, which is what I'm, I'm shooting for whenever I'm looking at a commander.
2: Excellent. Um, agreed. Uh, everything you guys said, uh, Vader at 34 is our next commander. um, so I think I need truthiness to explain his rating. He rated you rated Vader at 29. What are some of the redeeming qualities here, or if any, you know if 29 is just where you landed?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, I think it's the same place. It's one spot of Constantine. It's in that same bucket. I mean, he's still a simple, the easy way to get rerolls for Imperials and kind of lets you save on some other stuff. Um, and frankly, I'm going to call out all of you for later in this list, some of you ranked Anakin pretty high. And I'm sorry, Vader is a little easier to use than Anakin. I think y'all got to explain yourselves.
3: All right. So for me, uh, Vader's problem is one, his price is, is very high, but two, defense tokens in the game right now are really at a premium because of Salvo. And then I also think that things like boarding troopers and the Officer Palpatine card are pretty... Common. So, if you're burning your own defense tokens right now, I, I feel like you're doing more harm than good for you know, fishing for you know, two or three more damage because uh, eventually you run out of defense tokens to uh, to spend for his effect. So that's that's kind of why I think that Vader struggles right now.
0: Oh no, not my contain. Whatever will I do? You mean you're not it's taking you
3: until you take a crit and then then you really wish
0: you had your contain. I mean, are you really playing Vader properly if you care about crits? Get get into character, Colin. Come on.
2: (laughs) All right. Moving on to commander number 33, we have Mon Mothma um, rated very highly at 26 by Taserface. So Taser, what's so great about Mon Mothma, huh?
4: So for for my money, after she got her points reduction, she's basically cracking but a little bit harder, which I'm pretty sure is how I rated her. Um, she gets basically the same effect as far as like um, evading tokens at long and medium now. Um, and I think she pairs really, really well with Foresight and really, really well with CR90s, specifically CR90Bs that are not worth it to shoot at sometimes. And she makes them even harder to uh, eliminate off the board. So I I really rate her really well. Now she's not as good as Kraken because accuracies can stop her, but I still think that's a pretty good effect.
2: Yeah. I think my, my big issue with Mon Mothma is one of uh, just how easily she can be replaced with a better commander. Um, A lot of the ships that she's going to want uh, just fly better with Kraken or Riken, um, and it' not that she's like just it has faded into just it, like un, unability to take her, but it's it's like, man, I mean, for that ability, do you really need to be that close? Like you are just as you are almost as effective in a CR ninety at at long as you are at medium, and you are definitely not more effective at close. So, I I, I don't know. But CR90Bs is a good shout, but I just don't think unless you're flying CR90B spam, it's just not really uh it's not really my jive. Um next up, commander number 32, Medine. Um rated very highly by Colin, uh your 20th 20 spot commander. Uh what what's the big deal? Why is she so great? I'm sorry, he's so, so great.
3: So I'm uh I'm kind of I'm high on Medin right now just uh because I in some testing that I'm doing in in my brain and kind of on my own table at home uh you can kind of fly MC30s like you would a Jerry Kuat and you can fit 3 of those into a Medine list and the amount of times I want um uh, that extra yeah. Nav when I'm flying my, my Mr. Blue Dice Kraken list is a lot. So that's why I put Medine so high. I think he might be a little underrated by a lot of folks right now.
2: Um, I think a lot of where my ranking comes from is just a, what have you done for me lately? Um, not that I, I 100% see where you're coming from on the MC thirties. Um, and I do think that there's something to be said about um, liberties. In Medine, obviously, uh, and Medin, obviously, and all of that. It's, it's one of those. Can someone really make it shine? And it just, just like we talked about with Palpatine and Tag, uh, it just hasn't really clicked yet. Um, so, waiting for that to kind of come out uh, of the woodwork for somebody. Um, all right. Commander number 31 is Obi Wan Kenobi for the republic. Uh, one of our it's our first republic commander. Um, Kellorn has a really positive opinion of Kenobi. Ranked he ranked him at 23. Kellorn, what do you have to say about about Kenobi?
1: Well, first I want to throw out a massive sheet anchor here and say that like there's not a lot of difference between like 23 and 30 in this list for me. Uh, so the fact that where he got slotted in maybe not the biggest deal. That said, Obi-Wan Kenobi evades, uh, prevents damage, period. And there's not a whole lot of things in the games that do that quite as simply as Obi-Wan Kenobi does. Is he the, uh, you know, is he the best uh, guard commander? No, no, he's not. But, you know, I've seen Obi-Wan Kenobi in you know, like C-70 spam fleets, and he does a lot for fleets like that. He's very close to kind of what Kraken does for the Rebels in their MSU. And I I think that he's worth being a little
4: higher on the list. So for me, uh, it feels like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth, but I'm not with Kenobi and Mothma. Kenobi for me is way too easy to overheat his defense tokens. With Mothma, you get double evade on so many of the Rebel ships that she can be super duper effective, but Kenobi only ever gets single redirects on all of the ships and reducing one or two damage while your tokens get overheated for my money is not good enough. Um, And uh, that's why I've got him ranked solo down with the the other garbage.
2: <laughs> down with the other garbage down with the peons. Um, Cool. 31. So next is number 30. And what's neat about this one is we all essentially agree plus or minus one or two spots that trench the first commander from the CIS deserves to be at number 30. Not much to say here. I really do think that um, he's got a lot of really cool interactions. Um, I think um, the the CIS have some really good officers that make him click, but um, overall, it's just not it's not as potent as you would expect it to be, for, 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 for my, in, in my mind.
1: If there was a squad token resupply card, Trench would be like 10 spots higher or 20 spots higher on this
3: list.
2: If there would be a nav resupply, that would be... He's huge. just too expensive.
3: That's his problem. You can't fit the things that you need to make him great in the list. He's too much.
4: Yeah, similarly, if there was an Ahsoka or Sovereign-type card where you could switch tokens around for um what you need to power him i think he increases in value a whole lot then
2: all right moving right along uh a 29th spot we have screed imperial commander uh outbound flight has a really uh more positive opinion of him ranked him at 21 in his own personal list uh outbound how do you feel about screed
3: well screed's really fun uh and that's Probably gave him a little bit of a, a bolster in mind. Um, and it's great with, he makes raiders pretty useful with HIEs and crit effects. I think he just falls short because what you want to do with him is get the, you know, you want to melt the shields and then hit somebody with ACMs uh, from a black dice ship. But from my experience, the when people try and do that, they um, they just don't get the timing quite right and and you're able to kind of arc dodge, or there's some ways to kind of mitigate his effects that kind of bring him down. But I do enjoy Screed quite a bit. He's a f- super fun commander.
4: Yeah, Screed was hurt the worst for me in 1.5. That's why I've got him ranked down so low. Uh, PDIC, the evade change, and all of the black crits being exhaust now, for my money, really hurt Screed, and for what he's trying to get done. He really loves to up the reliability of your dice, to either make sure you get that ACM off at least once or make sure that if you get it off the first time, you're definitely getting it off a second time and really stacking damage.
2: Also, at this point, I want to point out to um, the listeners that the reason why you're hearing Taserface and Outbound Flight so much is they had by far the most volatile rankings in their commander list, so... um,
3: We also also have the smoothest, sexiest
2: voices. (laughs) That's true, too. Designed by nature. Yeah. Um, Alright, next commander on the list. Number 28. Dodonna. And Taserface, you need to atone for your crimes after what you just said about Screech. crimes?
4: <laughs> there, are, there are zero crimes for Dodona. Dodonna is 20 points. He's the only one at 20 points now that a gate is at 25. Points are at a premium. For 5 points, I can get uh, outbound's favorite, Rex, into a ship. I can get uh, EST onto a MC-30. Five points is huge, especially if you can spread it out over a couple of ships or a couple of squadrons, and his ability works for squadrons and ships. I'm pretty sure he's still the only commander that does that. So, I love me some Dodonna.
3: So, the problem with Dodonna is uh, uh Dodonna's ships that can get something through to the hole have to be all at close you know squads have to be at distance 1 and with the uh with the intel nerf i think that a significant amount of dodona's value is is wiped out because you can't just dedicate your bombers and loop to attacking ships you have to deal with you have to deal with uh their fighter screen, and then if you get through that, you gotta get through their PDX, and if you get through that, you gotta get through their evade token. And it's just he just doesn't he just doesn't seem to get his points value in games, even though he is quite cheap.
2: And you gotta get through their contain token. I mean it's just And their contain token. <laughs> their high value contained token. So it's tough out there for Dadonna. In 27th place, we have uh, Grand Moff Tarkin from the Imperials. Um, Truthiness thinks, uh, well, honestly, I think Truthiness thinks very averagely of of Tarkin. Someone else thinks very, very poorly of Tarkin, and they will speak after Truthiness. But Truthy, okay, can I'm you awake, speak I about swear, Tarkin for a second? I'm awake.
0: I'm awake. What? You're awake. What? What? Okay, um, cool. I'm here. Okay, Tarkin, you woke me up for Tarkin, really? <sighs> yeah. Okay, he gives out tokens. If you like tokens and you like Sovereign, take Tarkin. That's about all I can muster.
1: I, I just find Tarkin to be hot garbage because the Imperial faction just has so many options for getting tokens that I'm not going to spend 28 points on a commander whoa, to get tokens. Whoa, whoa,
0: hold on, hold on, though. I want to point something out here because this is coming up. You ranked him 14 slots lower than Garkin, and I can copy and paste your quote into garkin.
2: garkin garkin can do other things he can do a thing for a one ship singular one thing
4: he can do one other thing <laughs> he can do one other thing and i will tell you right now getting
1: tokens in the goddamn Gar faction is way tougher than it is no, no, in no, the no,
0: no 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 who took Tart? who took gar to worlds this guy who doesn't play gar that guy conversation over that's fair,
2: over. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> all right that's that that was really fair all right, moving on. Number 26, we have Piet. Um, Kellorn, you want to speak about Piet a little bit? I do, because I, I feel like Piet
1: gets a bad rap a lot of the time. Um, Piet, for me, is like budget Thrawn. And like how many times you know do you take Thrawn and you really only care about his dial being used for one ship? And you can do that every turn with Piet and instead of just three with Thrawn. And I think that that makes him cool. I love pairing him with the interdictor title uh, because it makes, lets you do it twice and you're basically getting Thrawn for way less points. Uh, But I, I, again, this is, he's a mid tier commander. He's nothing special but I think he's fun.
0: So, yeah, it's me again. And I have talked about garbage Thrawn. Um, yeah. So unless you're flying an SSD, that's really the only. You don't time. play Imperials.
1: Your opinions invalid. Yeah,
0: that's fair. That's fair. But, um, <laughs> I would also point out that the people who fly SSTs are, and the only place you see Piet, and most people seem to use Jerry instead. So I really don't see the point of Piet. I,
1: I think the only place you take Piet is is in an Interdictor fleet. But whatever.
2: I agree.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm glad we all agreed on something uh number twenty five on our list is our boy garm uh taser face how do you feel about garm man
4: i love garm I love tokens Duster fire exactly Garm is so incredibly flexible when you have a plan for everything he's going to give you he is uh very low floor and very high ceiling for me and i i just i really rate that high ceiling i think he's a ton of fun and he definitely for me enables with Ahsoka, so many random little changes and tweaks with Slicers and Intensify and Engine Techs and Nav Teams. So many things where those tokens can get gobbled up and used really, really well.
1: You know what I have to say to you, Taser?
4: You can't handle the truth!
0: <laughs> the Garb is shit. End of story.
3: Hey, this is a family podcast.
2: It's definitely not.
0: Doesn't he run this podcast?
2: <laughs> <laughs> We've... I don't think we've ever at one point advertised to be a family I'm the captain now. (laughs) Look at me. Um, oh
0: captain, my captain.
2: Number 24, we have Plo. And again, this is another commander that we all agree is, uh, I think this is the, like, just middle of the road, just solid commander uh, overall, honestly. And he's really matchup dependent. Um, If you've got no squads... And you're up against Plo, good luck. Um, that's all. And also, the um, the grit effect for Plo is super underrated. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that.
1: I just wanted to say one thing. The fact that Plo exists changes things in the meta and what you have to expect going into a, into a tournament.
0: The one thing I'll say is there was a, a shining moment of glory when we had uh, old matchstick. I think... More than any other commander, I think Plo really benefited from Matchstick because the thing I always had a problem with was both lining up the ships and getting enough commands uh, on GAR squadrons with Plo. And when you had Matchstick to kind of help that overflow for your bomber commands, it really, really helped Plo uh, sing. And as much as I know we all are probably not terribly sad that old Matchstick is gone um, it, I think Plo actually probably took the biggest hit on that because there was a time where I probably would have put him up there with Bail uh, for for Gar Squad commanders.
3: I think he's our most agreed upon commander.
2: It's the closest one of all. Yes. Of them. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. The difference there is like a like if you average it, it's like 0. .5 or something like that. So, um, yeah. Moving on. Next up at number twenty three. This is a surprise to me, honestly. Is uh, Sato? So truthiness, you want to tell me about why you put Sato at 19? And honestly, it looks like kind of pushed the entire ranking up <laughs> that far. Eh,
0: not terribly, but I mean, Sato, I think Geek and I have been calling Sato the David Pumpkins of Star Wars because he is his own thing, like it. He, there is no commander like him um, that rewards a very different style play with your squadrons. Um, I I, if, I love the painting aspect with him. Um, it's really fun to throw crits from downtown. There's a lot of other ways to do it. I think um, Broba at one point had like a liberty where he'd just convert into reds and just buckets of rerolls. Um, He was having a lot of fun with that. Sato just plays so different. Um, He's got some really bad matchups. And my God, he hates fighting Sloan. Um, But there are other games where he is just throwing crits from downtown at interdictors that are just crying um, and not able to do anything about that stupid 40-point hammerhead that's just throwing APTs at it.
4: For me, it is all the counters that he has between Plo that we just talked about freeing up squads to go lock down all of his squads. And then also Yalaren, Sloan, everybody wants to come after his squads. And if he doesn't have them, he doesn't work. And if you go full 134, then you don't have a ton of ships benefiting from his ability. So it just never balances out right for me. I will say though, of my low rank commanders, he is easily far and away the most fun to play. As far as changing stuff around and, like you said, truthiness buckets of red dice. If you've never played him before, get him on the table because he has fun.
0: And I will absolutely admit my ranking is probably a little inflated just because he is so stinking fun. Like I keep coming back to him, knowing full well I'm never going to win a tournament with him.
2: Well, it's funny you mention that because, like, Black Admiral just recently won the, didn't he, win, win yeah, the he did the Italian World Open with 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 uh, or he he won day one. Yeah, with, that's right. Uh,
0: one one day one, and then I don't know
2: where one day two. Arisius one day two, but yeah, uh, there's no surprise there. Yeah, Sato. Yeah, he's great. Um, all right, number twenty two, Leia. Taserface, face, take us home on Leia. What's going on here? Why is Leia so high up? Because she's fun. Uh,
4: And she actually gives you something good and is so incredibly flexible for each and every ship that you can use her on. You can get a liberty with nav teams and really swing it around with her a la Medine. You can get hammerheads and just run them naked and they get not only the extra dice into their pool, they get the reroll to help average out everything. Um, I'm trying to remember, I think it was Alex who ran a hammerhead Leia swarm out at GSG and just utterly dominated and was terrifying everyone day one two years ago she's so much fun so flexible and all all she really wants is single command ships
1: and the rebels have a ton of them my big problem with leia here and why i devalue her is that as soon as you use her ability you can't resolve other commands and there are just too many times in this game where you want to resolve more than one command a turn And it's that, that downside to me just cripples my liking of her upside.
2: All right. Commander number 21. We have Admiral Tarkin from the Gar faction. Taserface, lead us off again. What makes you like Garkin so much?
4: Because slicers exist. Uh, Whenever you're running with the Gar faction, getting sliced is the worst thing in the world when you've got your squad five venator and you've got a token and you're ready to just pounce on everything and somebody comes in and slices you and now your Y-wings are sitting there just doing nothing because matchstick is not matchstick anymore. Uh, Garkin is, for my money, the going back to the same thing with Leia, flexible, easy to use, uh, and just all around a great, great commander. Not the best one in the faction, but a good one.
2: Yeah, and so our differences here aren't aren't that crazy. Like, you rated him at 16, I rated him at 24 overall. Um, so only like eight point difference. But um, Garkin does a lot for the faction in that there are a ton of abilities for the Republic, such as Svati's. Um, such as clone gunners, uh, a lot of things that trigger off, that can easily trigger off of tokens. Um, there are also moments where your flagship wants to do multiple co- full commands, which Garkin lends flexibility there. So um, honestly, our difference here isn't like, there, there's not much of a difference here. I do think he's a, a great overall commander. I just think that there are, that this is for me, this was a function of there are commanders that do more for the faction uh, than, than he does. So, um, all right. Next one. At number 20, we have Capital K Kraken. Taserface, one more time. Tell us why Kraken is so great, man.
4: Uh, the, the base of the game, objectives. Kraken allows you to really play off of your objectives with Ion Storm and Volatile Deposits. And then what Tambor allows you to control... Abandoned Mining Facility. He's really, really good. When you need that accuracy, you've got it. When you need the crit, you've got it. Um, he, he just raises the floor of your dice without having to spend anything else as far as tokens or um, upgrade slots. Like He's just really good. And I really want to know how in the world Colin ranks Screed where you have to give up a dice to change it to one single thing higher than Kraken.
3: I'll tell you why. <laughs> the problem with Kraken is his buddy Kraken on the Rebel side. There are too many uh, ships that uh, that CIS runs that only have one die out of a whole zone to attack with. And then the other issue, again, is things like Pedix Evade buffs. It's actually really hard to get his crit to stick. Um, and I feel like compared to Screed, there's... Fewer options that are really good for Kraken uh, in the in the faction. So, like Imperials can still dump buckets of dice minus you know Pat's fist. The other thing is, all there of the CIS ships uh, minus the flotilla are really expensive. So it's hard to get that spotter ship in there. And then a lot of times, once the spotter ship's in there, it gets exploded. So I feel like it's just he's too hard to get going and get the amount of crit effects you're looking for.
0: Colin, admit it—you just don't like that there's a second Kraken in the game. That's that's, that's your real true. That's true. That's
3: it. I I'm a rebel Kraken uh, enjoyer, and uh, sorry, CIS Kraken just isn't as good. If you
1: guys could see the chat that's going on right now, like literally, it just like blew up while Colin was talking.
2: It does every time he opens his mouth. It's kind of it's kind of crazy the timing on that. That's what he does. Uh, number nineteen, we have luminara from the republic uh outbound how you feel about luminara so she's
3: i put her in the middle for me um because she's really really good against certain matchups i.e my uh kraken list she's she's great against that's one of those games where i have to settle for you know killing a few things and maybe running away because I just can't stack the damage onto her that I I need to. But the flip side of that is if I run something like King Cog against Luminara, she's big sad because you can't just get away with spending one defense token. You have to spend multiples and, and big heavy hitting dice pools really hurt Luminara. So that's why she's kind of in the middle.
0: Man, Colin just made my case for me. Um, that's, that's generally, I have her way lower than everybody else, I think, but I've just never, ever really vibed with, with Luminara. And I think it's because I've lived in a, a haymaker meta for, like, I've always had to deal with the haymakers. I don't think it's ever really given up. Um, and I, myself, like, I've been using a lot of IO Akbar lately, and yeah, Lumi can refresh a defense token, but she ain't getting it back for you. Um, same thing with the boarding troopers you were just talking about, Colin. You know, you, once the defense token's gone, Lumi's not helping you. Um, so those BTs just may make her real sad.
2: Man, a lot of focus on the negative points for a commander we averaged at 19. That's it's a big sad.
0: I mean, I put her at 27, so... Oh.
2: Speaking of big sad, we have the... We have the biggest disparity in rankings coming up. At 18, we have Anakin, new Anakin. Kellorn rated Anakin at nine. Outbound flight rated Anakin what? at 27. So boys, uh, let's talk through this. <laughs> let's resolve these. <laughs> let's resolve our differences here. <laughs> I
1: okay. To explain myself here a little bit, I have a couple of points to make. Uh, if I had not played against Anakin, I would have rated him much, much lower than I already have. But having played against the new Anakin, he is very, very good. And the reason he's so good is that he's not spending defense tokens on the ship that's attacking. He's spending defense tokens on other ships that you probably don't want to shoot at. And if that's the case, there's really no downside that the the downside that vader has he's also much cheaper than than uh well not much cheaper he's at one point cheaper than 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 regular vader but man uh, with some of the the options that gar have for you know swarm type fleets uh msu type fleets or you know just like running a couple acclimators on a venator it's really really nasty and if you can uh, if you take away or if you use tea and take a piece of action to, to help you with your naving, and you don't have to nav and you can just const fire with Anakin. It's really nasty.
3: Well, Anakin is really good fun. Uh, that's, that's about it. I think <laughs> uh, so. Look, the problem with Anakin is one, he's 31 points. So he's fairly expensive, especially considering you have to get three ships in range of whoever you're shooting at and then on top of that, if you as you take losses, he gets worse and worse and worse. So you have fewer options to spend tokens. So I have to line up this Rube, what is it, Rube Goldberg machine, Rube Goldbrick machine. I can't remember what it's called, but anyway, yeah, you got to. Right, the first time. Yeah. Anyway, one of those is right. So you got to line all that up, and then on top of that, I have to spend a defense token. And then on top of that, I can, I'm only limited to three dice that I'm re-rolling, which I mean, guard, especially at long range shoots a lot of, you know, red dice. The, he is fun. You get to have some nice re-rolls with like a swivel mount clam or fats or, um, you know, there, or swivel mounts on a, on a venator for some long range crit effects. And that's really fun. He's kind of like Sado and that he's really fun. He helps you with your long range crit effects, but you can't just take three ships with him, which Gar really likes to do. You have to take, I think, minimum five ships with him. And he does make a naked charger like hit pretty hard. But the chargers are pretty flimsy. And the, the fact that you have to spend tokens to make him work, it's just it's too janky for me to rank him highly. And then um, all of your ships have to be at risk. For him to work, and that's kind of the problem with him. and And thirty one points for all of that is is too expensive for me. So, he's a really fun commander. I've flown him. Um, I don't think that he is good, though.
1: I don't disagree with anything you said, or I wouldn't have before I played against him against somebody that knew what they were doing with him. And like it was oh, just some much, shade Some just, shade over here i've flown it's just in. it's just, it's just more sh- it's just easier to do and in you don't know practice what you're doing,
3: so <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing
1: uh, all i'm saying is that it's easier to make him work in practice than i would have suspected looking at the card that's
3: it yeah but you put him at ninth that's that's too high that's too high i'm sorry that's too high he's not a yeah. top 10 commander yeah, but 27's,
2: 27's too what? low, That's, man. You ranked him above Riken? What, what, what are what? you smoking? It's something. Uh, speaking of shit. smoking, uh, Commander 17, Grand Admiral Thrawn, the blue guy. Uh, Truthiness, walk us through how you feel about Thrawn.
0: I think I, maybe some of my... Feelings are left over from uh, 2019 worlds where he was just freaking everywhere. But I mean, everything that made Thrawn good then remains true. He's uh, just incredibly flexible. Um, He can basically make your fleet essentially slicer proof. Um, And there's really not any, there's no extra tax to go with him. You don't have to collect tokens like Piet or, or, um, or Trench. He just works. I mean, yes, he's on the more expensive side, which is why I don't have him, you know, terribly high. But I mean, Mac's still running him. He's still running him to pretty good success. Um, it, and he's still just really good and flexible. I got really nothing else. So for me, the,
4: the problem is that he's expensive. There's so many cheaper commanders for the Empire that I just... But are they any, any
0: good? They might be cheap, but
4: are yeah. they any good? Yeah, I've got cool. most of them ranked higher than him, between Ozzel and Madi and Sloan. The fun like, part is, I do too. Like, <laughs> I I, just, I, I, He ends up falling down for me because all of those are better, and so the opportunity cost for him is so high, along with his actual point cost, so... Uh, ability-wise, I agree with you 100%. He's very, very good. He lines up the same way as Garkin does for me whenever I'm thinking about the Republic, but the Republic doesn't have Slum, and they don't have Madi, and they don't have Ozzle. all of which I would love to have.
0: Wait, whoa, whoa, three. whoa, whoa. Did you just say Madi is better than Thrawn? Really? Mr. Oh, Bland? Mr. Vanilla? Absolutely. No, no. Madi's
2: definitely better than Thrawn, dude. What? 100%. Uh, what talking come about? On,
0: get that boring stuff out of here. Boring doesn't mean bad. Boring. boring. Yes, it does. It means boring means bad. Boring Vanilla is-, is the
2: best ice cream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are officially off the rails, folks.
2: <laughs> Moving into number 16 on our list TF1726. Um, outbound flight has a really high opinion. Top 10. Top 10 commander outbound. What's, what's up with that? So I think people. Uh, severely
3: underestimate the Jedi hostage card. I think it is a a fantastic card and you can put slicers on a hard sell to kind of build in a little more security around your, your hostage situation. And I don't think you need, I don't think you need as many B2 rocket troopers as people think to get TF's effect to go. And then on top of that, it's not like you have to spend raids or anything to get his effect. You get to keep them until they clear their raids. And my favorite thing to do with TF is to play the mind game of giving them a raid token that they do not for a command that they do not need. And so they they have to make this choice between getting rid of their raid token or using the command that they want. And I that's kind of a fun mind game to play with people. Yes, absolutely. And 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 he makes you know, your support hard sell, throw two extra, you know, black dice. You can make a Pat's Fist that is completely savage with TF. And um, and then, again, you don't lose anything. It's not like you have to spend a raid token to add a, a dice or anything like that. So you can really pile on the raids. He's good for objective play. Um, if your opponent has squads and you brought LTTs, you can stack on the super flak if you need to um tf has a lot of really good things going for him and and he can do work i think that tf is is probably the closest uh has the closest ability to make a, a cog like list of any of the other factions because he can spike damage so much and you can put him on a on, on a providence that can tank a lot of damage so i i don't i think I think people are sleeping on old TF and some scrub just won a tournament with them actually recently. So I that, want to retroactively
0: too. change my ranking based on Colin's argument.
2: So the things I have to say, um, one Jedi hostage is fantastic Two, um slicer. Hard cells are great. Three, uh, the mind game of rating a command they will not be executing is delicious for rating a command that they do want to execute at times there there's an element of strategy there as well where because of the upgrades you've selected to bring with tf you can also play that game especially if you have a slicer hard sell um so that's also interesting uh five i don't know what number i'm at b point b um the the spike the damage spike is a legitimate take. It increases the number of blacks you've got in any particular pool. So taking ordnance experts is a more palatable decision. Um here's the problem is uh I agree with everything you said. And uh I rated him the lowest or tied for the lowest at eighteen. I mean, I don't think he's awful. Like he he is a great uh CIS commander. I think uh I think for me it's just I I think this is a playstyle thing. So but Yeah, I mean, in general, I agree with you. Taserface, you got a little thing to add in?
4: Yeah, just Pat's Fist throwing a Kuat's worth of dice at long range because of TF is amazing. It feels so good. When APTs go off on top of it, chef's kiss.
2: Kiss that chef. Moving on to number 15, we have General Grievous. Truthiness, I know you love yourself some GG
0: you know I do. Look, I've said this in other places, and uh, I will say it again. General Grievous is the most thematic commander in the entire game. Like, you cannot get have gotten better in game design for this guy. Just having stuff blow up and him getting a benefit. And it's, it's just wonderful. Um, he's super cheap, um, which honestly, I keep finding myself go back to him in uh, CIS lists, uh, especially as I'm starting to develop out of 134. Like my choices for you know what I'm looking at is like yes, Duku is probably a decent choice, but the twenty the ten point drop between those two commanders, and sometimes Duku just doesn't have much that much of an effect on the game. Man, Grievous is super tempting. Um, he seems to be catching on in Europe. Uh, he's just. He can do the thing that I said Luminara can't do and bring a defense token back from the dead. Um, What he won, St. Lawrence Open in Nick's hands. Uh, I I think he's just really fun. And I think it's just that you get a really noticeable benefit for a really big discount.
1: I really don't disagree with uh, anything that the truth he said. I mean, I have him rated uh, 18. I don't think that's terribly lower than than what we're talking about here at 12 the for me that's still within the same kind of tier uh of commander and uh, the only thing the only thing that i don't like about him is that you have to you are literally are spending points to use his ability
2: that's the yeah, only yeah but those, like.
0: those vultures weren't gonna explode anyway that's what they do
2: mm, not if you fly them good um what?
0: Come on, that's how the fun of my CIS
2: squads is to watch them explode. Is to win. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I must be playing a different game than you. To win while um, watching last of explosions. <laughs> Number 14, Martuk, our favorite dice ad commander, right? Right? Yeah. Um, Taserface, how do you feel about Martuk?
4: I mean, he's my second favorite dice ad commander. I, Ooh, I mean, hey. Five, five reds from a hard sell. With just a Confire. It sounds really good to me. Uh, and you get them when you need them. When you're trying to soften a ship up. Uh, I I don't really know what to say. Because I think Martuk is really, really good. And it just allows you to get around things like thermals. And uh, evades a little bit more. Because you get a little bit more dice. And they can't evade all of them. So uh, I think he's really good. At the risk of Separatist chat
1: murdering me or burning me in effigy or something i'm a well well known martuk hater i loathe him Uh, i hate the fact that he has no agency whatsoever uh, uh on whether or not that you can make him work um i think tf is in all circumstances a better commander than martuk and i think that people get way too way too worked up about martuk as a commander and don't understand the downsides.
0: I think we have our clip for the beginning of the show, don't we? What,
2: what if, what if uh, Wat Tambor or projection experts could like you, you could add shields to your opponent's ship? That would give you some agency, right? That's a good idea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually well, saw his downside this past weekend. Believe it or not, there wasn't. Oh yeah, the downside is real.
3: It the actually downside existed. Is real. It is. Yeah. Try, try flying Martuk when your opponent is obstructed and has no shields. That's you and has p and you're at close range. You know, you just don't get to, you just don't get to do any damage to him. So try f- it, He's yeah. his downside can straight up lose you games. It's, it's a problem. And if you faced him a lot, then doing the shield shuffle can really hurt him.
2: Using Watt to eat your own shields. Um, yeah. Taserface and I had that experience. Um, Especially when you get to the side, the side of a of a hard sell, it's pretty hopeless. Yep. It is
4: one of my my more fun rulings I had as a judge once, though, was with Martuk, where you roll the dice and then you have to remove a die, but because the pool is technically there, just empty, you can X Racks into it. Ooh! And it it was kind of a weird. Didn't think about that weird way to do it. I didn't think about it either until I'm looking at it. Is like I, I think that's how that works. So he's just fun all around.
0: Also, Taserface totally.
3: takes tips if he's the judge. You can pay him off. I just want people
2: to know that.
0: So speaking of fun all around, let's kill all the fun with the next one.
2: Mm, this is the most fun Imperial Commander. At number 13, lucky number 13, we have my boy, my man, Mahdi. Tell me something bad about Monty. Tell me any one thing that's Snooze bad about Monty. Oh, Actually, you know what's
0: really fun about Monty? Yeah, the best part about Monty is, is the it? chain reaction of explosions that happen when he dies.
2: Mm, the Monty chain is pretty
3: great. Oh, I did the that Motti Motti this chain. weekend. Yes. I did that this weekend for the first time ever. Yeah, you know, I murdered his interdictor. I killed his interdictor, and then I killed uh, when he exploded— This ISD that had gotten his reinforced blasters off and had been getting, like, targeting Scrambler, you know, back to life a million times, and it had P-Dix on it. I probably did a thousand damage to the stupid ISD, and when I shot the interdictor, both ships exploded, and that was extremely satisfying.
0: The best part of Mati.
2: All right. Well, I'm glad we all agree that Mati's exciting. Uh, Number 12. Our boy Dooku. Almost made it into the top 10. And I think the reason why I rate Dooku so highly is because of literally all of the things I've said on the podcast.
0: Um, Do we we really need you to repeat them? I was going to say, why are we even talking?
2: I don't know. Yeah, so uh, that's all I have to say is literally the entire catalog of podcasts that we've recorded. So uh, go listen to the 3,000 minutes of podcasting and then you'll understand why I rate Dooku Honestly, I rated him at 11. So, like, obviously, as a group, we agree that Dooku is relatively strong as a CIS commander. So, Outbound, what do you have to say about that? I
3: don't like that your opponent gets to know what he wants to raid from the start of the game. That really that really irks me. Um, and then I, I also feel like people generally bring enough token generation to kind of offset him. Um, and then on top of that, the like big secret of don't pick his abandoned mining facility is kind of out. So I feel like some of that surprise that he had early on is kind of, uh, it's kind of gone a little bit. So I don't, I just, I'm not, I'm not high on Dooku and TF can give you raids pretty easily and then add black dice to it. So I just, I don't feel like
2: he's that good. I'm sorry, Fox. It's okay, man. We're still buds. Um, Moving on to number 11, Yularen. Knocking on the door of the top 10, but couldn't quite make it. Uh, Taserface, what are your thoughts on Yularen right now?
4: I love Yularen. I love his inexpensiveness going into Republic, and I love how he heals up squads. The Peltas just kind of fit him like a glove, and between having tokens that you can pass around to heal up squads, and then also having their own... uh, intrinsic engineering value that goes and heals up like he's just so good and i love the idea i haven't pulled it off it's not super great yet but i love the idea of an eight squad alpha i I haven't really got it to work but with a venator and expanded hangar bays and a token throwing eight squads at somebody is just so much fun
1: so again you learned for me as a b tier commander which is between uh was 11 and 19 Uh, So I I really don't feel like there's a whole lot of difference here between my putting him at 19 and you guys putting him at 11 or 12 or whatever. I I don't seriously disagree with him. I hate fighting. I hate flying against him. But I, I also don't feel like he massively tips the scales to help you win a lot of times. He just makes you too annoying to kill.
4: He absolutely tips the scales. One of the Republic's best thing is squads. And he keeps them alive even longer.
3: Yeah, what's your deal, man? (laughs) Me? Yeah, seven Y-wings shooting your ship at at the same time. (laughs) That that doesn't tip a game in anybody's favor.
4: Not one time.
1: Not look, like i I really I really I hate you Lauren, and maybe I that that influenced the fact that I rated him low
4: that's fair, maybe, no, I'm that is
1: fair. Him, maybe I'm trying to will him into being a shittier commander than he actually is he's
0: trying easy a top, top,
3: top, top ten easy top ten commander he's not the best guard, he's squad good.
0: commander but he's he's damn good <laughs> and as the founder of the church of you all of you Johnny come latelys you good with
3: Anakin, with Splashakin just murdering all your squads. A, forget,
0: I, I, will I, will I will never forgive Sam for basically playing one game against me with that list and then stealing it, playing like 20 straight games and traumatizing the entire TTS community in one go.
3: Look. Sam traumatized people I, I, with I, a list?
2: I, no.
1: A, a wise man once told me of, you know, like if, there, if you have a, a Gar list and you have a, a commander in it, it'll automatically be better with Bale.
2: Who said that? Mm, Anyways, anybody. That that was truthiness. (laughs) Oh, got it. (laughs) He did say that. I remember that. Did I? I remember. It's probably true. (laughs) Breaching into the top 10, number 10, Ozl, my man. Kellorn, talk about Ozl. Talk about how great he is. I I can't believe that I rated him higher than you, but. That's true, yeah.
1: this, This is easy for me because the best command in this game is navigate. Uh, I don't think any, if anybody wants to to fight me on that, you know, you know where I live. Uh, and with Ozzel, you don't need to, he's also 20 points. Like he's dirt freaking cheap. We do it. Well, truth. He was just talking about this with Grievous, uh, between the fact that he lets you tap, basically have the best command for free every turn. Plus, uh, being cheap. uh, That makes him a top five commander for me. Easy.
3: So, uh, I think all we need to do to really figure this out is just kind of look where, look where Mac finished at worlds with Ozil. But, uh,
1: I mean, talk to me about a good player. <laughs> <I love> Mac. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Sorry, Mac. I love you. Uh, no. So the thing about Ozil is like, he's, he's useful to me. You know, he's a good commander. I feel like there's a lot of admirals that do a lot of things way better than he does. And, uh, getting, I don't know. I, I, you can generate Nav tokens pretty easily with Empire, and uh, I don't know. He, he just doesn't do it for me. And if I see you flying Ozel Raiders across the table, I know you're going to go from speed one to speed four. Woohoo! Congratulations, you did a thing. I don't know. It's just not. It's not that great. I'm sorry. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't do it
2: for me. You know, you could you could go zero or or like two. Oh, speed zero or In three. An, yeah. I mean those are yeah. good. Those in are a, numbers. Exactly. In a
3: metaphor of onager, speed zero is always the uh the I haven't way seen an go. onager in fucking months. Colin, dude. Well, you should come to Utah. <laughs>
2: I'll show you one. Moving on to number nine. Our boy Raddus. Truthiness, talk about Raddus, please.
0: Oh man, I get to talk about bluefish? Man, it's been a while since I flew him, but I mean he still produces really well. Um, He he is kind of the ultimate shock commander. Uh, So he just, he does two things. Um, He wins deployment and kind of the underrated things that, uh, that he does is he actually wins you activation. Um, So there's going to be one turn where he basically gets you the last activation, even if you're first player Um, that positioning of that one ship is just great. And, You know, Patrick flies this thing amazing. He still flies it amazing. Um, You just had it take retcon with that. um, It was Nick um, and Nick and uh, Nick and Mac both have that two ship radis. It's just it's just good. Like in a well flown flown radis, uh, either be profundity or liberty is just terrifying. Um, It's one of those things that you got to learn to play around if you're going to survive in the community community. Um, because, you know, the first time you see Raddus and you didn't really think about him, oh, man, you're in for a bad day. There is no commander that will just smack you upside the head, um, save for a couple we have up here higher um, than Raddus. He's just very flexible, very good, even post-nerf.
1: First of all, Raddus got buffed, not nerfed. Uh, second of all, Raddis is whoa, amazing.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. I,
1: I, I get you to say it's my turn. Right, you know,
0: it's they, my you turn. Know what? They killed, they no, killed no, no. my baby. No, no, no. Let me mourn my baby. <laughs>
3: How is it you that I have ranks lower? I I to
1: be I love Raddus. Like I you know I I really have no problem with you know any of the people that re- ranked him Radis. I don't know why I put him at fifteen. I my I guess my problem with Raddis having played a fair bit of him. Also I was like. Played two ship Radis a long time before these Johnny from in retcon. I beat Tokra <laughs> with fucking two uh, two ship Rattus, Uh or well, single deployment Radis anyway. Uh, <laughs> back in in the first ITC, and uh, man, I've never seen some, somebody get so mad that uh, they lost a game. Uh, but <laughs> no, I I love Radis. I think Radis is great. Uh, no, like wherever you want to rank him in, in you know one to fifteen. Go for it i don't care
2: <laughs> all right one fish two fish red fish number eight is ramadi uh we all agree generally that ramadi is um a top 10 commander still even with the nerf i don't think yeah, there's much to I, say i definitely
1: dropped he, him down but yeah he dropped four or five slots
2: yeah but still, still good here. still top 10 you know that's that's something to say you know something to be said about that um Anyone have anything special that hasn't been said about Ramadi? I feel like he's just been around and potent for quite some time. So
0: Yeah, he's well worth the extra eight points, I think. Um, if you're yeah. going chip heavy on Imperials, that's, he's pretty much the guy you take. Turning
4: defense into offense is still still really good.
0: Yeah, and that's, I think, the the best part of it is you're not just getting a die. You're also removing a die from your opponent, which is just so great.
2: For sure. Moving on to number seven, another commander that we all agree on, uh, Bale. Uh, If you've got a a Garfleet, it's always going to be better if you just put Bale in it. His flexibility is spectacular. Uh, He's one of the more frustrating commanders I flew against when I flew a lot of Dooku. Um, he's, He's just really freaking good. So... And that's the thing. I, yeah. I think he's just so averagely good, but like he he pumps that averageness up, like because it's just it's just Navin engineering that he's adding. You know, it's not anything special. So, but it works. Well, yeah,
0: and it's just a faction that is really something I really like about CIS and Gar is they don't lean on their commanders like Imperials and Rebels do. I think you just need Vale to kind of patch up a couple of the weak points on, on Gar and he just does it so well. Um, and it's Gar in a lot of ways after the changes to rapid reinforcements too, I feel like they reverted a lot um, to what they were just like going into worlds. And what was good going into worlds was bail and a lot of squadrons. And I don't see that to be terribly much different. I don't see a lot of things if anything, you know, they actually might be setting a little better because one of the worst matchups for Bale one hundred thirty four was Onagers, and Onagers got kicked in the teeth real good. Um they were it was always you know, Gar squads are still really good against Sloane, I think. Um and you know, that matchup hasn't really changed. So you're you're sitting in kind of the same place and Bale is still just really good.
2: I think that about says All that needs to be said about Bale. So moving on to number six, our number six commander is Riken. Truthiness, talk to us about, I'm sorry. Yes, Truthiness, talk to us about uh, how you feel about the zombie lord.
0: Honestly, I'm amazed at how much of a spread we have here. uh, Because all I got to do is look at the scoreboard and the scoreboard, for Armada is Riken a whole shit ton of world wins, and everybody else maybe one. Uh, Riken has been kicked in the teeth more times than anything else in this game, and you still have Black Admiral absolutely murdering people with this guy. Um, when I talk to the Europeans, I think I I will keep this quote anonymous, but uh, they see. The Kraken players around there is the B B tier players and the A tier players use Riken. He's just he's still just really good. You just preventing something from death when you absolutely need it remains (laughs) just really good. Somebody just got doxed real hard in the
1: chat right now. (laughs) We won't we won't uh, we won't dox them on the podcast. Uh, Now I for me Riken is a top ten commander like bar none. Like there's no question of that. Uh, Where you place him. Um, And this has to do with just my distaste for flying MSU. I rate him lower. That's it. Like, he's not, he's certainly not a bad commander. He, I just don't like flying.
2: Ranking is 100% a top 10 commander. I don't care who you are or how you're ranking anything or how you're deciding to do it, but he's got to be in the top 10. Um, So, for a lot of the reasons that you cited there, Truthy. Uh, Moving on to number five. A man, JJ, Ger-ger-od. Uh outbound flight. How you feel about Jerjerrod? I I'm
3: kind of in disbelief that uh, Taser didn't put him in a top ten, considering he won LVO with Ger-ger-od. Uh But you know the the ability to to uh, dance around with ISDs. Like their small base ships is is really nice, and the ability to arc dodge and make sure that you're getting a double arc going it is um, it's just too good to ignore. Um, and then the things you can do with like demo or with Architans, um it is pretty fantastic as well. So I he lets you he lets you do a lot of things that you know imperial ships aren't normally able to do. Like Architons and ISDs are normally wanting to have a, a nav dial dialed in. If you have a token in gergerod, you know, you can spam confires with your Architans. You can push squads with your ISD. There's a lot of trickery that you can do with Jerjerod. And there's a lot of deployment trickery that you can do. I used to deploy two ISDs kissing each other, just nose to nose. And then I would use Hondo to get take evasive action going. And I could completely navigate them at speed three to, um, to be side by side facing whatever direction i wanted them to be. And so i think just from like a um you know, out-juking your opponent, avoiding big arcs point of view, uh Ger-Girad is is one of the best.
4: I've got nothing to add. Gerardot is amazing. He's 11th on my list only because i have to rank 4th through 11. They they're all he's just as good as 4th for me.
2: He's he's really good. That's fair. That's fair. Speaking of 4th, Number four on our list is a gate. How the mighty have fallen. Someone in this group rated a gate number one, and I'm gonna give the community uh, a beat to uh think about who that might have been. Okay, your time's up. Kalorn, why is a gate still number one for you?
1: <laughs> Truthy in the chat is killing me right now. Um okay. The thing about a gate is that she really has no counter. There's no massive, like there's no way to stop her from doing what she's going to do. And, you know, like there's really no ship in the rebel fleet that is not a viable, a gate ship. I mean, any of the, the largest work great with a gate, you know, we've seen more a gate potatoes than I think we can count at, at any of these tournaments. Uh, a gate's even great on the mc30 uh as, as proven by uh uh solo serenity and you know like a gate's just really really good she's easy to use she makes your fleet better period when you pair pair her with Waylex, her downside you know it gets uh you know it gets propped up you know i i don't know what to what to say like she's just makes your fleets better and she used to be super cheap. I think, you know, the nerf she got for five points, I, I think was totally justified. And I think she's still worth it at 25 points.
0: Oh boy.
3: So Augate can be ignored completely and you can just go kill the rest of the fleet. Cause she does nothing for the rest of the fleet. Uh, she can be rammed to death quite easily on a lot of very popular builds. The, She's if she's on an MC30 it is it is truly a pain. I I don't disagree with that. But again, like she can be rammed to death pretty easily on the potato on the MC30 um and if they have accuracy gen uh you can still burn her out pretty fast. Um I just it's the lack of doing things for everybody that that brings her down for me. I think she's good. I think there's really good builds with her. Um, and when she was 20 points, I probably would have put her in a, in a top 10 just because she was so cheap. But I I think that any build that I make for Augate does better with other Admirals. So Raiken um, does a lot better. Kraken does a lot better. Akbar does a lot better. So I just for me, she's just the single benefit for one defense token is uh kind of a deal breaker for me.
1: The, the thing about a gate though, is like if you want to play the rebel larges, a gate is going to be better most of the time than the other commanders that you mentioned. That's, that's the thing.
3: I think a lot of times she is like, I don't think she's bad. I just, I think that um she's, she can be ignored though. Like I can ignore an augate Liberty most of the time. Can't ignore uh, and Radis kill Liberty. everything else. You can't ignore Aratus Liberty. That'll come and get you. You can ask. Uh, you can ask uh, Patrick how how he did against my and worlds. Can't ignore it.
2: Moving into number three, uh, the last commander that we all pretty much universally. He sure is not
1: allowed to talk on this one, by the way.
0: Boo!
2: Well, I mean, he immediately just violated your rule. So um
0: Does that mean I a- just get to keep talking?
2: <laughs> Akbar at number three. Um I, I think we can all agree that Akbar is minimum a top five commander and we all have Akbar uh, rated that way. Um it, Akbar has just been solid, been good for the entirety of his existence, uh and continue will probably continue into per- in perpetuity until the game just uh, dissolves into nothingness because Akbar just does a lot of great things. It increases your long range efficacy uh, in a faction that has a lot of evades and a lot of defensive options at long range. Um, it makes toilet bowling and Akbar slashing and just kiting way more viable, and the faction loves it. So uh, that's. There's uh, just
0: one thing I want to add there. Just, it, go the ahead. One thing I think that. Uh, That really makes him uniquely strong in this meta um, is the ability to break through both ECM with IO and still pretty much ignore thermals. The ability to, to, like, you can usually have, you know, IO gets around ECM, but a lot of times those ships that, you know, like, um, I know Patrick struggles against uh, thermal shields with his his Liberty Drops because, you know, just boom, half his dice are gone. Um, But Agate... Is just or not? I'm sorry. Akbar is so um, able to get around that with both the significant amount of dice add and IO at the same time. Just makes him so strong in those def- into those defensive upgrades.
2: Yeah, and I think we're finding the the Akbar lists that are sticking around are the ones where Akbar is adding, um, you know, sixty-seven percent, two-thirds, or a hundred percent, or even two hundred percent of what the potential dice pool was uh for that ship at long. You know, like even the, the, the silt frigate is a better option than the MC eighty in this current meta because like you thermals and you're only losing one die out the side of the frigate, but you're adding two more in with a Confire and probably with you know enhanced armament or slave turrets or whatever. Like so Akbar just does a ton right now. Truthiness is not uh lying. He, Akbar is great. Try them if you haven't Definitely a top three commander. Number two is Kraken with a C. We finally come to um, the, the penultimate position here. Uh, Outbound Flight rated Kraken as the best commander in the game. Ranked number one for Outbound Flight. We need you to talk about it. Why is this the case?
3: So Kraken is always good uh there's never a time when you don't want to lose a dice if you go up against Akbar he can ruin a lot of uh the non jaina's CR90s um and Romo you can outfly Romo and it's actually one of the reasons why I didn't put Romoti as high is you can outfly uh Romo's uh obstruction you know bonuses and on top of that I think the rebel smalls generally want to be going speed three or four anyways. Um, and a lot of the down, uh, you know, commanders and uh, upgrades that kind of hurt Kraken, like Constantine's not very popular uh, in general. And then you can avoid being in, in the ranges that you need to be. And then if your if your opponent brings phylons, like you can stash a, um, a nav token to avoid the phylon effect uh, slowing you down to a point where you're not obstructed anymore. And then on top of that, like you can navigate your escape path into single dice arcs. A lot of the time that uh, make it so your opponent can't even attack you to begin with. I mean, I've had so many games where people are like, all right, my flotilla is going to shoot your, you know, no shields, no defense token CR 90 B. And I'm like, no, it's not actually, because it's obstructed. So you don't even get a shot. I mean, uh, that's why like, I love seeing Kraken across the table because people try and use the flotillas as spotters and their flotillas can't use their crit effect that they have on there. So there's just so many great things that Kraken can do. He can bring ships that punch really hard, like MC-30s that are already tanky without him. And then on top of that, there's room for, for rogues and you can push the rogues with squat or with your flotillas that also get the bonus. So I think Kraken has a lot of really great things going for him. Um, there's some bad matchups for sure, but I don't think they're super popular in the meta. Um, and then I've kind of figured out how to deal with Sloan. I see Sloan in the, uh, in the comments, but I've, I've, personally kind of figured out how to deal with those kind of lists so she's less of a scary factor for me when i'm flying my kraken list at least so i i i think right now with also the buffs to um, evades that we got and then rebel msu has never really been hit by the nerf bat so a lot of the things that used to be threatening for kraken aren't in the meta anymore because the cards got reworded or, you know, that's too expensive. So that's another big piece is that rebel MSU in general has avoided the, the, the bat. And then also, yeah. So Salvo, truthy, put it in the chat, losing a dice on Salvo is, is also really big. Um, And, and that has kept my CR 90, bees alive quite a bit and same with the mc30 but uh you know you combine kraken with some expert shield tech and some of the good defensive titles that rebels have or defensive uh admi- or defensive officers that rebels have and it's really hard to crack the the mc30 uh or even a even a cr90 that has kraken on it unless you like really lay into them with the dice or you know you but or smack him with like Patriots' fist. But a lot of times that obstruction is all you need to to keep your ships alive.
1: I don't have very much to say against Kraken. Like Kraken is the best MSU commander. I just don't fly much MSU. So he was five, and he's obviously a top five commander.
2: That's it. Oh man, I was hoping for more controversy. I
1: wanted some controversy. I yeah. know what the hell. Tell
2: heck? me I'm stupid. Come on. No, you know I mean, what? You're stupid. MSU going. is dumb. Yeah. Thank no, you. That's all, all
1: right. I'm to. G- I'm gonna channel my inner Black Admiral and tell you, you know, if you were a good player, you'd play Riken instead of Kraken. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he he might say that. I don't I don't know. Um. Okay. You've been waiting for. I don't it actually
1: if- believe that, but uh, but you know, <laughs> I'm standing in for Black Admiral right now.
2: If you've been counting at home, or if you've been able to hold all 37 commanders in your head, or if you've just been waiting for one particular word to come out of our mouths. Or, um, I don't know, whatever. It's Sloan. We have Sloan on average rated number one in the game. Truthiness, Taserface, and myself all rated Sloan number one in the game. Killorn rated Sloan number two. Outbound Flight, a respectable fifth place in the game. Uh, Guys, let's just have an open conversation about what makes Sloan so strong. Whoever wants to go first
1: sloan is is the best because she works against both ships and other squads uh and if you can win the squad squad war, then you're gonna win most likely win the ship war and if they don't have squads, you're probably gonna burn all their tokens before they can do shit
0: yeah she's just she's just always dangerous to me across the table um She takes what are anti fighter squads that are already good at ripping apart your squads and turns them into phenomenal bombers. Uh, it's, she, she is stuck around through, you know, pretty much since release. I know a lot of people hate her and yes, I rank her as number one, but I will not be somebody that calls for a nerf bet on her. I think she's, I, I think she's really good. I think she's really good for the game. Um, just keeps you, she keeps you honest, uh, in the squad game. Um, because I really don't think it's, I, I yeah, I, I don't see her as very overpowered, but I do see her extremely good. The,
4: the one nerf bat that she got that I really think she needed was PDIC, where some ships can take one card to make her bombing a little less good. But even still, what you're really wanting to do is get an accuracy, spend it out, and get rid of their tokens, and it doesn't affect that. Uh, so uh, I got Fox in here with the ace cap. I think the ace cap was good for her, because now all of a sudden you've got cheap ties, swarming around even more with RHDs, like, I think that that was good in a, in a weird way. Uh, I know they had scatter squads and they would stay alive forever, but I, I don't know.
3: I'm weird. So for me, I think there's a few things that um, kind of knock her out of that number one spot. I think she's definitely top five, but one of the big things is the Intel nerf and the fact that um, if you don't take a source of grit for your squads, you know, you go up against Riken and if you're not careful, pretty soon you've got Shara in the middle of all of your squads tying down your entire squad ball and then they're trickling in green squad. And, you know, that can be pretty frustrating. I've been there as a Sloan player before. Um, The other thing is um, I feel like her flight paths for her ships tend to be fairly predictable because she needs to be pushing squads and not and she can't nav and there's not a good option for for her ships to nav other than a token, which also I think kind of makes the the ships fairly vulnerable um, and then um, sometimes you know like just a small squad screen, if you trickle it in right right and you've got reserve hangar decks, you can stop her effect uh from impacting your ships in a major way with some relatively cheap fighter screens so i i just i don't think that she's number one i think she's definitely top five but uh but yeah she got she got hurt with a lot of the changes in 1.5 especially i think
2: yeah the only extra thing that i would say is um like as far as things against Sloan or that knock Sloan are, are, they're, they're pretty specific builds. Um, we're talking about um, Gar 134 with ordnance pods and things like that. That's awful for Sloan. Um, you nailed it with Riken and, and uh, Shara. That's just a brutal combo because, you know, with, with the whole value of a lot of those squads, Shara can knock a lot of them out. Um, but And, and what Truthy said, I think, is the main point is like Sloane more than any other commander. I guess we talked about Plo. Plo and Sloan combine to just make players uh, design fleets honestly. Sloan more than Plo, but because Sloan is a lot more prevalent. But um, And I think that alone is what deserves the number one spot. I don't necessarily think that she's overpowered or needs a nerf like truthy described like i think being number one doesn't mean that i think it just means that you have she has a tighter grip on the direction of the game than a lot of other more than a lot more so than a lot of other commanders so um well cool guys that's all 38 commanders um and this is the official list too so uh if the community was wondering um we uh we got together with AMG and we published this list and um no nah, I'm just kidding, we didn't do that. Pfft. Anyways, uh that's all I've got. Uh anyone have any exciting news? Any any uh are there any tournaments that are coming up really soon? I think Christmas is kind of blocking a lot of people from being able to run tournaments. Uh
3: if you want to go to LVO, I think time is running out. So buy your ticket for LVO if you want to go there. Yeah, they're cutting he's, off tickets soon. join right? us there. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what the day is, but it's soon. The end is nigh. End is nigh.
2: Keller, okay, you got and, anything you want we're to say? Gonna
1: be, yeah, just uh, we're going to be running that uh, kind of the last store championship uh, on the weekend of January 29th in Austin uh, at mm-hmm. Games Castle. Um, so if you guys are interested in in the Texas area and want to come up for that, that will be the. I, I will be probably putting in the form from the store when the tournament ends uh that, that, that they have to be uh, in right away uh, uh, on, on that tournament. And I think there's a number of like ones that are going to be in that January area yeah. that uh, people are going to go are going to try and run in the last few weeks. So keep an eye out in your local area to try and get last chance at a, at a invite.
2: And uh, I guess uh, also uh, for online players, Vassal World Cup signups just launched, which It's one of the biggest events of the year for online play. So if you want to do that, go do that. Um, I think probably almost all of us are going to participate. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I think that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Have a Merry Christmas or whatever you celebrate. Uh, Enjoy it to the maximum. Enjoy your family. Enjoy the time of year. Enjoy the weather if you like cold weather. Or warm weather if you're in a hemisphere that uh, has warm weather this time of year. Really appreciate you guys for listening and uh, fly safe. Thank you for listening to the Armada Podcast.
0: Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at Armada Podcast. Join us on Discord with the link in the show notes. Until next time.